Welcome to episode two of As You Were Saying. On this episode, we talk about Christmas, shopping, words, olives, the terms composed and comprised, and a number of other very exciting topics. Well, hello, Aaron. Hi there, Gordon. What are you drinking? I am drinking some delicious eggnog, and I just had some gingerbread cookies with that eggnog. Oh, interesting. So where I come from, eggnog has alcohol in it. Are you enjoying an alcoholic beverage uh, on I, our podcast? I am not. Oh, <laughs> no. I thought maybe are we you were... disappointed? <laughs> I, I am. I am. I thought. I thought maybe we'd have what in the podcasting world is sometimes referred to as a holiday party, where uh. the hosts <laughs> drink a bit and um, enjoy each other's company, much to the uh. listeners' delight. Uh. Well, uh, this at this moment, I am not consuming any alcohol, but perhaps in the future. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about holiday parties at some point. But yeah, I am also not having a holiday party. I am drinking my uh, typical black coffee. Okay. I do have one question for you about drinks. Sure. Um, so one thing I like to do is uh, dip things in drinks. But I know some people are not fans of that, such as uh, biscotti in coffee. I like that a lot. And I was dipping my gingerbread cookies into my um, into my eggnog. Now, how do you feel about such behavior? Oh, I I wholly endorse all forms of dipping. Oh, good. Well, I, except for the <laughs> except for the, t- <laughs> the tobacco sort. You, with, with a, you know, given a particular meaning of that term, I endorse all sorts of dipping. I I love to mix food. Okay. And how about I'm, the when I dip, you dip, we dip? I I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. You what? really don't? No. What What are you talking oh. about? <laughs> That's a song. You You've never heard that song? Uh, I'll have to look up who it's by. Wait, is the, that follow the lyrics? With, is it follow the lyrics? With... Are when I I put my hand up on your hips and you dip, I dip, we dip. Does that have something to do with peanut butter and jelly and a baseball bat, no, or or is that a different song? Those are unrelated. Okay, good to know. Yeah. I'm learning so much. I love I love how educational our podcast is. <laughs> Very. Um, so, so dipping, I like to mix food. I, in some circles have been heavily criticized for this, but I, I'm not hurting anybody other than myself in some, in some cases. <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, I like to mix things together because I get curious what they taste like. So, you know, um, we have very, I guess, normal versions of this where we might mix blueberries and powdered sugar, right? That's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's going to taste really good. Um, and, uh, other than being maybe unhealthy, because of the added sugar, it's it's quite it's quite a tasty snack. Uh, you might yeah. do the same thing with blueberries and honey. Maybe you mix blueberries, Greek yogurt, and honey. Um, mm. But I I sometimes get I I get adventurous and I do things like mix blueberries and ketchup because I think oh, I just really? wonder I just wonder what that would taste like. <laughs> and how does that taste? It doesn't taste very good, <laughs> but it is an adventure and sometimes even though it doesn't taste good it's still fun to 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 enjoy this new flavor experience i mean this i guess this ties into our uh discussion about ice creams there's a distinction to be made between something tasting good and something being fun to taste yeah there's the novelty and the adventure of exploring new flavors right right so this is similar did you ever uh did you ever eat warheads when you were younger oh yes actually i have a story about that they do not taste good (laughs) <laughs> but they are super fun to eat, or at least they were the first couple times. Yeah. So uh, when when the first Mission Impossible movie came out, my friend and I got a package of Warheads, and for some reason decided we were going to sit in the very, very front seats in the theater. Uh, so we we sat in the front seats, watched Mission, Mission Impossible, and ate the whole package of Warheads. And our necks hurt very, very bad by the end, and our cheeks were totally burned through. So it was terrible. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. An entire bag of warheads is no good. No. Um, was that movie ninety six? Is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, I'd have to look it up. I feel like it's not between ninety six and ninety nine. It's before the Matrix, which was ninety nine. Yeah. If only we had some way to look this up quickly. Anyways, moving yeah. on. Um, all right, so I see. How do you strike through on? I'm looking at the document, our show content. You struck through some some of our items. I did. How did you do that? I 
There's well, a- I had to look it up because I couldn't find the button or there wasn't a button. So I think it is in Windows, it's Alt-Shift-4. In Windows, um, you mean in Edge? Uh, or what do you mean by in Windows? Well, I'm I'm using a Windows keyboard, I guess. Oh, I oh, say. I see, I see. So you mean with a Windows configure conf, Windows configuration keyboard? Yes, I see. But in yeah. Google Docs. Yeah. Okay, got it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't understand why there's not a button for that. No. Do you know where? Is there somewhere else you can do it besides uh, the command? See. So we have format, uh, let's see, text. Looks like format, text, strike through, it is there. And on my uh, computer, okay. it shows up as command shift X. Okay. Which is a different. Which is, you're on a Mac. Right? That's right. Yeah. So I have a Mac or an Apple layout keyboard. So for anyone using Google Docs, you now know how to do a strike through. You're welcome. Learning more every day. Exactly. Okay. So I have some exciting news. Oh, tell me. I mean, you already know this. I guess this is for our listeners, but this episode is being recorded live on the road. That's true. Yes, you're on the road. That's right. Li- li- recording live on the road, as you were saying. The pod- now, you're not traveling like at this moment, right? Well, maybe if you could tell me what you mean by traveling at this moment. Okay. You're, and I'll... Not, you're not driving in a car that's moving <laughs> no. along a road at this moment. That's right. I just mean I'm not okay. I'm not at my my home. Right. Uh, my wife and I, yeah, we're traveling for Christmas and uh, we are on the first of several stops, which is stop one is her her parents, her side of the family, and then we'll go to see my side of the family, my parents and some of my siblings. And we'll see, actually, we'll see her uh, her brother uh, while we're here as well, which is wonderful. He'll be flying in um, tomorrow. So, Ooh, yeah. That sounds like fun. It is. Yeah. Always, yeah. She has a wonderful family, and it's always fun to get together with them. Very, very kind, nice people, very funny, uh, generous, and it's, yeah, it's it, it's a blast. I'm looking forward to getting together with my family as well. They, uh, you know... Also, very kind, generous people. We we really lucked out the two of us in bringing our families together. I, yeah, it's great. Awesome. Um, yeah, we'll be staying home this year for Christmas, so people are either coming to us or we're close enough to them that they just come over to our house or we go to theirs. So it's easy. So a bit of a bit more chit chat. Um, I I was actually curious your take on this notion of recording live. Is it possible to record? not live Mm, well when i hear live i guess i mean you could be dead in recording uh well (laughs) not quite what i mean no uh uh, yeah like any recording is happening in real time as you speak now being played live is another thing so that'd be a real-time streaming thing so that's different from recording live and Um, and and recording live in front of a studio audience is also different. Right. That is different. Which we are not doing. No. I There's no one before me at this moment. I'm not even in a studio. Yeah. That too. Oh, I'm always in a studio. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Um, I was born in a studio and I'll die in a studio. <laughs> um, so we've been talking about Christmas. I actually had a thought that I wanted to run by you. Run it by. So it was our last episode, which was also our first official episode. Uh, was it a Christmas special or was it just a regular episode? Because we talked about the subject of Christmas lists. Well, so I, th- I feel like this comment's going to be the theme of the episode, but I think I could answer your question if you tell me what those words mean. Christmas special? Right. Christmas special, Christmas episode. What is... What do you take that to mean? And then then maybe I can tell you whether or not our previous episode was one of those. So I think of a Christmas special as a departure from the norm, from regular programming, to focus on something Christmas-related. I see. So, for example, do you have an example? I'm drawing a blank uh, on something that would fit well, that description. Well, I, I guess I, I go to uh, those old childhood movies like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. I think of those as Christmas specials. I um, see. Yeah, or a podcast where I'll, I'll, I have a few podcasts I listen to where they'll they'll talk about Christmas specifically or play Christmas music on those episodes. Well, so does it have to be a departure from normal 
formatting or does it just have to have a Christmas theme? Maybe a Christmas theme okay. is enough. Like yeah. so so for instance if you have a station back back when there were things like TV stations that played movies. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I'm so <laughs> Netflixed and Amazon primed at this point. Right. You're um, all primed up. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, I just <laughs> yeah. Uh but let's just say there was something like that and they played movies all the time. Well, if they started playing Christmas movies, those wouldn't be Christmas. That 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 wouldn't be a departure from what they typically do. It, they would just be regular they're they're sort of regular uh MO but with Christmas themed content. And that would Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. But you would think of those as Christmas specials. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So then question, uh how strong does the theme have to be? I would say it's the it's clearly the main theme of the content. Overall content. Yeah. Okay. So we can maybe draw a continuum between, say, the movie Die Hard, mm-hmm. which has now that that Christmas is themes. actually highly debated as far as whether it's a Christmas movie or not. It is, I know, yeah. but it it has Christmas themes, but those Christmas themes are not very strong, say in comparison right. to the Santa Claus. Right. So I wouldn't call Die Hard a Christmas special. Is the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, or am I? Ye- yeah. Okay, there's another movie that I'm trying to remember from the 80s where the reindeer... Thinking... Go ahead. Oh, go on, go on. It's the reindeer eat magical hay that <laughs> makes them fly. Is that Prancer? Uh, no, the movie's not okay. named Prancer. Um, okay. I think maybe it's Santa Claus the movie. Huh. I think John Lithgow is in it. Really? It sounds great. I don't think I've seen that. Okay, I'm going to have to look this up. So okay. um, while I'm doing this, maybe entertain our listeners with a story or something like that oh man now the the pressure's on here (laughs) i don't have a story (laughs) um trying to think okay i got it 1985 santa claus the movie it's rated a 6.1 out of 10 with 10,000 votes let's see who is in this so let's see the description is the the legend of Santa Claus is put in jeopardy when an unscrupulous toy manufacturer attempts to take over Christmas. The director is, I, I don't know how to pronounce that name, uh, writer David Newman, Leslie Newman. Oh, I wonder if that's uh, like a married couple or brother and sister or something. That's, that's oh, cute. Yeah. yeah, or maybe it's a coincidence. And it stars Dudley Moore, John Lithgow, David Huddleston, and others. So there you go. If you're looking for a movie that you have maybe not seen that at least one of the hosts of this show enjoyed as a child to watch, then watch Santa Claus the movie. There you go. Yep. Oh, I also found that Mission Impossible came out in 1996. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I feel, I guess I feel good about that. Yeah. Well, I'll have to watch the Santa Claus then. Yeah, you should. You should, you should watch it and then we should have a somewhat christmas themed episode where we discuss it (laughs) so you never answered my question was the last episode a christmas special i don't think so okay i don't know i don't i I honestly don't know what a christmas special is but (laughs) we it didn't seem to me that we did enough christmasy stuff like our episode was more about lists than it was christmas i would say that our episode was less about christmas maybe than even die hard was wow because die hard you know has some some of these themes of like bringing families together and reconciliation and what have you, things that seem very in the Christmas spirit. You know, we set our troubles aside and we come together to um, partake of each other's company and um, make peace by exchanging gifts or express our love for one another by exchanging gifts or whatever we're doing by exchanging gifts. And there's some of that in Die Hard. There was none of that in our last episode. Our last episode was more about, do you write your lists in a certain way to game the system or do you get in trouble because you put video games instead of light bulbs on your list and stuff? You know. You're right. That's my take. There, there, there was the talk of fingerless gloves and the cold, which could be Christmas related, but it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, not in the way that you talked about it. The way you talked about it was terrifying. It was this like story of a man who loses everything, family and, you know, uh, possessions and finds himself stuck in front of a fire trying to stay warm, but probably failing while he rubs his hands covered in fingerless gloves over this burning barrel. Well, well, there is that that Christmas song, The Christmas Shoes, and uh, that's, that's also a sad 
uh, tragic event. So, you know, it could be it could be something there. That's true. There's also what is it? Uh, like Black Christmas where Santa Claus is an axe murderer. There's that. There's that too. Right. I, yeah, yeah. I get your point. Um, okay. <laughs> well, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Before we dwell too far into the genre of Christmas horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one, one, uh, so let's see. Oh, yes. So we've got some feedback from uh, our good old listener, Jimmy, who's a coworker of mine. And he, first of all, he mentioned that he has tried tofu ice cream as well. And uh, as far and as some other some of the other ice cream flavors that we called out, and he says it's um, less sweet than typical ice cream, but still delicious. Um, you can get it blended with black sesame seed ice, or sesame ice cream that is totally worth your time. He says. But also he made a comment. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, he said not to be pedantic or pedantic. Yeah, but you, Gordon, said composed of during an episode. And he says comprised of, or no, you said comprised of, and he says that comprised of and composed of are not interchangeable words. Now, I looked this up, and I want to read this out to you, okay? Okay. Um, This is from dictionary.com. It says, let's take a closer look at the definitions to put this in context. Comprised is a verb that means to include or contain or to consist of, as in the pie comprises eight slices. Compose means to be or constitute a part of element of, or to make up or form the basis of, as in eight slices compose the pie. What are your thoughts? Well, so, well, I guess my first question is, did he happen to mention the sentence in which I used comprised instead of composed? He didn't. Okay. I I don't, I don't have the context there. All right. So then I guess... More generally then, so the if I understood what you said, the example was the pie is comprised of eight slices and eight the, slices compose the pie? The pie comprises eight slices and eight slices compose the pie. The pie comprises eight slices, eight slices compose the pie. That does, that is a difference. Um, interesting. So, so then would it be right to say the pie is comprised of eight slices? No, that would be wrong, right? That would. I think so. I think I don't think you say comprised of. Right, because you don't need the preposition there. Yeah, but you can say composed of, I believe. Well, so for I, I'm more familiar with composed than I am comprised. I mean, com- composition is when two things come together in such a way as they become parts of something else, and so that's composition and when you say that you you can say like x is composed of a bunch of y's and in which case you're saying like a pie is composed of a bunch of slices and what you mean is those slices have come together in some way such that now you have a pie and those slices are parts of the pie Um, so i think that's relatively clear so comprise to comprise then is to be the whole uh that it's 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 like the having of the parts i guess is what comprised so the to say that the pie is comprised of the slices is to say that the pie has the slices as parts does that seem correct i think so I, that sounds right but uh maybe jimmy can correct us yeah i think i might need some help i i may need to spend some time with these definitions and and then yeah. see if i can but i want to speak correctly i mean that's it is it it's still a little confusing to me i think there's a change in subject and object as well. And then it seems like it's more, one, it's more about the what makes up the entirety of the thing. And the other is that these are pieces of the thing that aren't necessarily the entirety or the most important part of it. Right. But I'm still not really sure. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, it sounds like comprised and is related to included or includes or something like that. So the pie includes slices and maybe composed is more specific where you say the pie is composed of slices. You mean the pie includes as parts, the slices. So you could maybe, could can, oh, so here's a question. All right. So Jimmy, I have a question for you. Can something comprise something else where the something else is not a part of the first something? So can, can X comprise uh, Y and Z where Y and Z are not parts of x 
I think that would help me clarify this. So I look forward to your follow-up. Ball's in your court, Jimmy. <laughs> um, All right. How about we move on to topics? Well, I had I had uh, some oh, more follow-up, you, actually. Oh, did you? Okay, I did. Tell I was, me, tell me. Yeah. So um, listener of the show, friend of the show, uh-huh. Bob, he, he wrote and he said, Gordon, you kept referring to the fingerless glove situation as scary and terrifying. But it didn't seem to me that that situation was really all that scary or terrifying. Um, okay, so he, he addressed this to me, but I I wanted to ask you, I mean, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, but does, I mean, did the situation we were talking about before, did it seem frightening to you? Or am I just crazy? Um, I guess it's like when, I, when I'm when i envisioning myself with the fingerless gloves. Right. In, yeah, I guess I'm not terrified now uh, or frightened. Now, are you I'm, packing in this part of the story that we talked about where like you no longer have your family and right right well at, at that point i'm i'm just trying to survive so i don't know okay <laughs> i don't know i'm not afraid i'm just i'm just focused on living to the next day interesting so that envisioning that isn't frightening to you no i guess not oh okay that's really frightening to me to envision yeah. things like that if i think i i think about myself in that situation and it it fills me with some fear. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of other things that do frighten me. Um, I I've mentioned to you before that I watched a playthrough of The Last of Us recently. Oh, you did mention um, that. No spoilers though. I haven't. No, no. Yeah. I I won't spoil anything. But just the just kind of the it's just I mean to uh, if you haven't played it before, it's a zombie game, and most go- zombie games have a similar premise. And this one doesn't depart too much from that. But um, just the whole zombie scenario is that game makes me realize how terrifying it is. So just to... Or even even not necessarily zombies, but some kind of world-changing event that ruins our ability to use technology and most of our infrastructure that we have. Yeah, just, just to clarify for our listeners, because I think that was a little unclear. By zombie game, Aaron does not mean games that zombies play he also does not mean a game that is a member of the undead he means a game that is about zombies yes thank you for yeah no problem no problem okay well that that helps i i take it you are either more confident than i am in your manhood and in your life uh or i'm more imaginative than you in in picturing these scenarios so one one of those two things uh yeah could be a combination or maybe a combination yeah yeah um, either of those seem entirely plausible to me so all right all right uh, moving on yes and now we're now ready for topics let's do topics okay well there's something i wanted to talk to you about okay let's talk and that is olives oh okay i don't so, know much about olives but i'll try okay that's okay you don't need to uh, everything you need to know is actually on the back of this can that i have here that's a can of olives okay so my kids love olives, and I was wondering and, and asking my wife, just how healthy are olives? You know, it's, usually you'll have them with vegetables. They seem to go together well. And I thought, well, are they just as healthy as maybe carrots or uh, red bell pepper or something like that? So we looked at the back of this olive can to see. And let me, let me read it to you here. Fun at your fingertips. Eating smart is easy. Our early California olives taste great, are naturally cholesterol-free, and contain fewer calories and less fat than potato chips. So eat well and have fun. And then what follows is a list with olives compared to chips. And it has little boxes for check marks. It shows that olives are gluten-free, they have fewer calories, less total fat, no saturated fat, and they fit on your fingers. And olives have all the check marks and chips have none. So tell me, Gordon, are olives healthy? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm i trying. Uh, I wish. So based on that description, I don't have any reason to think that they're healthy. To, yeah. say, to say that olives are better than potato chips is a pretty low bar. Yeah. And I'm, I, I was trying to come up with a quick, witty thing to say that oh you know olives are more healthy than potato chips that's like blah 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 but i i couldn't come up with one because i'm a terrible podcast host but i'm sure there is something like that that one could say that would sound very witty and that's what i imagine i said that i mean it's just olives are not i mean nothing maybe olives are super healthy but 
Just because they're gluten-free does not make them healthy. Just because they have low cholesterol does not make them healthy. Just because they don't have a lot of fat does not make them healthy. Nor does the fact that they're natural make them healthy. Like, And taking all of these things together or any combination of those things, none of that makes olives healthy. This stuff drives me crazy. It's just fear-mongering and like manipulative comparisons and pa- packaging. And so, I don't know. And then I think, you know, you're feeding much olives to your kids thinking that you're making them healthy when in fact you're giving them diabetes or hypertension or something. Not not yeah. that you're doing that, but No, no. I, I know what you mean though. And it and it's a weird comparison too because how often do you think, "Oh, you know what would sound really good as chips right now, but I would la- I'd rather be healthy, so I'm going to eat some olives instead." Yeah, that's super interesting. I wonder if they focus group that and uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh boy. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. I thought it was amusing. Now, I, I'm curious when you when you're kind of thinking about your dietary habits and how to stay healthy. Do you are I mean, do you try and lower fat and cholesterol? Do you think about those things, or are do you think more about the sugar content and the carbs? I think it's more the sugar content is what I'm concerned with. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. It's it's easier to track. Um, and it's just known, like, it's just well known how bad it is to consume a lot of sugar. So it's an easy thing to know whether you're consuming a lot of it or not. Yeah, it's really interesting, too, because I take it, from, from what I understand, the consuming of the sugar is bad because of its relationship to fat. But it has to do with the way that your body turns the sugar into fat, That's mm-hmm. which is the problem, not not just the fat itself. I don't know. Uh, I had I wish I had the data with me, but... There's interesting stuff about this, and uh, there's interesting research on kind of what was done in the 90s in terms of really demonizing fat and why that was done. And I think right. it, you know it has to do with you know various companies and lobbying and things. But um, food, yeah, food and health science is really difficult, but very interesting. Agreed. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about the similar themes and subjects. How about we talk about your topics today? Oh man, so okay, yeah. I, I just gotta complain. I gotta get some things off my chest. I all right. Um, I'm all ears. <laughs> yeah, we need to have a little therapy session here. <laughs> um, I a couple things have happened. None of this is a big deal, and I am so thankful to to have the life that I have and the resources I have to buy you know gifts for my family and to hang out with awesome people over the holidays. Uh, so are these uh, but, third or fir- sorry, first world complaints? Then these are first world complaints. Okay. So just let me just say that. And I wish I was a better person to where these things didn't bother me. And I could just sort of objectively say that these are flaws in the system, but let them pass by. But I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. So I'm going to start with I'm, I'm going to start with GameStop first. So, oh, man, they were starting with a hard one here. All right. So GameStop, uh, this is a pretty simple story. And this this probably frustrated me the least out of out of really? my okay. three stories but here's here's what happened gamestop i i pre-ordered uh, a figurine for a video game and um the intention is to give it to my brother-in-law uh, there's this game that we both like and i you know i know he's into these things so i pre-ordered it and i pre-ordered it back i think in may and the release date was supposed to be october so great so I think back in May, I'm like, okay, awesome. I got this for him. It's, you know, he's really going to like it and it'll be here well on time for Christmas. Sure. Sure. Um, so there, well, what happens is, so on their website, it says, it has like a little countdown. You can go and you can see your pre-orders and it has a countdown uh, to, to the release date. And I go and I look and I see, oh, it's, you know, a hundred some odd days until release. And I'm like, okay, great. So then I go, you know, I go back and it's like, oh, 20 days till release. Oh, great. You know, this is sometime in September. And as release day approaches, the release date changes and oh. the counter goes back up. And so now rather than being released October 1st, it's being released um, October like 31st, something like that, like Halloween. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. So then we start over, uh, you know, you got the countdown. We're, we're coming down. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to the date. And then it switches again. And now it's it's like November 14th, like some random date. I'm like, all right, oh, so like what's going on here? In the meantime, I'm looking online. I'm calling people. No one has any idea what's going on with this. The, like the employees don't know. Um, there's no information online about this particular <laughs> figure. There's not even a picture of it. It's just sort of this like shadowed out 
It's a silhouette, but no actual picture of the figure. So it's a silhouette of the character. Like, okay, like, did I actually pre-order something? Is this a scam? Uh, what's going on here? Maybe there's a mistake. Like, this isn't even it isn't even a product, but there was like a placeholder for it, and I accidentally, you know, pre-ordered, you know, <laughs> a product that doesn't yeah. exist. Um, so then, I, so okay, so then I'm watching. I'm like, okay, so it's it's now in December and it's counting down, um, and you know, it gets it's like five days and then three days and then two days and finally on the day it it says it has been released and it says that my product is ready to be picked up like fantastic well i happen to live i I happen to have ordered this pre-ordered it at a store um back in um may in a town that i no longer live in i've moved several hours away Uh, but thankfully i'm i'm back in in town a lot i i still have to do work um, back where I used to live. And so I, I travel back a lot. So anyways, so I, I'm, I happen to be back on that day and, um, I go into the store and I give them my info and they're like, Oh, okay. Let me look up your pre-order. They look it up. They go, Oh yes, we see it right here. Like fantastic. Uh, and they go, okay. So, um, yeah, they've been released and they're being shipped from the warehouse. Um, we expect them to, to arrive, uh, in two weeks. <laughs> and you know, I, uh, there's not much you can say, you know, I, I, I asked them. Yeah. They can't make them. They can't suddenly uh, summon them there. No, exactly. And so, I mean, my instinct was to be like, but the website said that it was ready to pick, be, to be picked up. Uh, but of course, I, I mean, I held my tongue. I didn't say that. I just, you know, I thanked them and, you know, asked some follow-up questions about whether or not they could hold on to it because I don't live here anymore. And, you know, they were, and they were very nice, which is the, the, you know, why this wasn't as frustrating of an experience as it could have been. Um, okay. but, but several key things, I, I don't understand why they didn't know when this was being released and why they couldn't communicate that they didn't know. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening there and no one can give me a straight story on that. And then I don't know why they don't know when the, the figurines are going to arrive at the store, even though now they have been released. So the, the gentleman knows that it's been released, knows they're coming to the store, but doesn't have any idea when they are going to arrive. And this was, I mean, this was someone who was you know, like, like a manager of the store. So this wasn't just some random employee. This is someone who's worked there for a long time, for for years, I take it. And they they have no idea when it's going to arrive. Um, and that boggles my mind. I mean, yeah. the amount of information that we have and, and the, our ability to track uh, shipments, what have you, like, why can't they do this? Anyways, um, so that I thought I found that very odd. However, he was very nice, and he said that they would be calling everyone who pre-ordered this particular figure when they come in to help arrange pickup and what have you. So, though there are obviously these flaws in the system, he was very accommodating, very nice, and so that 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 wasn't that bad. Um, okay, but it's I, it's not going to be here in time for Christmas, which makes me sad. But so you still don't have it? Oh, I still don't have it. Oh, um, yeah. Now, do you know what the figurine is, or is it's a mystery? I know, so it's part of something called a Totaku figurine line, part of the Totaku figurine line, which is something PlayStation has come up with. It's similar okay. to a Nintendo Amiibo, but it's just, uh, okay. it's a little, I think, six-inch figurine. And I know the character, I know roughly what it's going to look look like um, based on the way the character is typically depicted, um, but I don't know much other than that. So I, I know it'll be decent quality because the Totakus are decent quality in general, yeah. and... Um, I, yeah, I have a general notion of what the character will look like. Yeah, this is yet another reason why GameStop will be going out of business. I'm surprised they've held on this long. I am too. Uh, they've they've got a lot of marks against them. Yeah, they do. That's right. Um, oh, and the figurines, they're also like $10. So it's not a huge gamble. Like if it, if it shows up and it's disgusting looking, I mean... Yeah, whatever. I mean, $10 is $10, don't get me wrong, but it's... Yeah. It's, yeah, I didn't know. It's not like a $200 statue or something but but knowing the anticipation and how much trouble you went through to get this thing it could be a disappointment that's yeah that is true but you know life goes on it does um okay so all right so that's my first sort of bad retail experience for christmas my second one is with apple um Mm. i love apple i love their products i yes i have lots of great things to say about apple I have defended Apple in many, many cases. Uh, for instance, with like the whole battery situation, I was very much in defense of them. Um, have you defended them in court? <laughs> I have not defended them in court. 
Okay. Yes. Yes. I do not work for Apple. That's, that is okay. correct. Yes. Um, but I, yeah. And like the price of their products, things like this, different, uh, getting rid of the headphone jack, even though getting, I mean, that is sometimes very annoying that their phones don't have headphone jacks anymore, but I don't know. I mean, there, I, I have positive things to say generally about Apple and their decisions uh, and whatnot. Um, sure. But this, this boggles my mind and it's not, this isn't, I don't know. I, I, this was, I don't know how big of a deal this really is, but it was rather frustrating. So let me tell you a story about USB-C cables. Um, tell me a story about <laughs> USB-C cables. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, there's USB-A and there's USB-C. USB-A, you have uh, various uh, versions of this, uh, like 1.0, 3, and then like 3.1, I think. And uh, these cables, you know, this is like your typical cable you would plug in um, like a mouse or a keyboard with um, uh, USB-C has been around for a long time and is used everywhere. USB-C is, is a new generation that has a different connector. And so you may or may not have seen this, but it's, it's a little bit smaller. It's omnidirectional, meaning I don't know if you ever tried to plug in your USB-C-A cable and you can't, you have to flip it over. doesn't happen with USB-C. Oh man, okay? that is awesome. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's convenient. I, every time, no matter what, I'm plugging it in the wrong direction, but it seems like I plug it in, I try to plug it in and I can't, and then I flip it and try to plug it in, and then I look and see that I'm doing it the wrong direction, and then I flip it again, and then it works. I don't know. Well, so USB-C, they are, what, what's great about them is they're very, very fast, but they can also um, transfer lots of different uh, types of information. Uh, okay. And, and so you can have a cable um, supply lots and lots of power, but also supply like a 4K video stream. So and I don't need my FireWire anymore. No, you do not need FireWire anymore. FireWire 800 is a thing of the past. Um, yeah, so USB-C is great. And do you, wait, let me just pause. Do you use FireWire? No, I don't. Oh, okay, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's been a long time. I was like, man, that's so 2009 right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was, yeah, that was back at college that I had FireWire for video editing, I think. Yeah, 2009. I think that was maybe the end of the FireWire era. But anyways, yeah. uh, so anyway, they're great. They're great cables. Well, here's a problem. There's all kinds of articles and videos on the internet. And, you know, and these aren't, this This isn't crazy people. This isn't crazy talk or fear mongering. Like uh -huh. there are articles and videos of USB-C cables destroying laptops and phones because they aren't the right cable uh, or there's so something. These, these are confirmed normal people that are experiencing this. Yes, yes. And I've seen nothing to suggest that this isn't a real problem. There are USB-C cables you can buy that will, I mean, I don't think literally, but will light your computer on fire. And by light your computer yeah. on fire, it's not, mean it'll, not in a good way. It'll make it inoperable, which is yeah. bad. I mean, these things are expensive. Yeah, very bad. So I, I happen to have a computer that takes USB-C and... I needed a new charger for it, and so I did started doing some research. And I noticed on Apple's website that they, they have this whole they have an article about find about finding the right power adapter. And so here's one thing: um, you're not supposed to charge your computer with a power adapter uh, that is rated lower in terms of watts than what's intended. So if you have a you know 61 watt uh, a machine that is intended for a 61 watt uh, power adapter. You're not supposed to use anything less than 61 watts or anything less than a 61 watt power adapter um, on your computer. You can use more, but you can't use less. Uh, and this has to do with, you know, different things that happen when the computer asks for a certain amount of power and it can't get it, what that does and strain on the battery, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so I'm reading this article. Um, well, contained in there is also a comment that says, make sure you're using the correct USB-C charge cable. And um, so there's different kinds of USB-C cables. Right. Yes. Which is why you have this problem where you set your laptop on fire if you use the wrong one. And, and so in doing my research, I, I see this and I think, oh, well, apparently this is even something within Apple's own product lineup. They have different cables for different devices. And they, so they tell you, they give you instructions on how to find a cable for a 29 or 30 watt USB-C power adapter, something for an 87 watt and a 61 watt power adapter 
and they give you instructions for identifying these, you know, so on and so forth. So clearly there's some difference between the the higher and the lower watt um, cables. And, you know, you don't want to use a lower watt cable with a higher watt power brick. I'm like, okay, great. Well, so then I think, okay, well, I, I need to get a new USB-C cable. I need to make sure I get the right one. So then I go over to their store and they have one USB-C charge cable for sale. And it's just, okay. it's just USB-C charge cable doesn't say anything else about it. There's no way to find these identifying marks based on their website. Um, it's just your friendly generic USB-C C, yeah, USB C charge cable. So it seems, right? Yeah. And, you know, this is, at this point, I, you know, the story is a little less interesting because Apple's actually corrected their website. But initially when I was doing this research, under compatibility, it only had iPad models, these iPad Pro models that just came out that use USB-C. It didn't have any mention of Macs. And so the cable under compatibility, like what this cable is compatible with, was just these iPad models. Mm. And so it it didn't look like they sold USB-C cables for your Mac at all. So then I go into Best Buy and talk to them, and they assure me that there's no problem. But then I ask them about these videos, and I ask them why it says that it's only compatible with the iPads. And they have no answers. <laughs> and I think to myself, I do not want to plug... What a wonderful world. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, well, no. Yeah, well, sure. But I think to myself, I do not want to plug this cable into my Mac. Oh, yeah. You know, based on... I mean, the fact that it doesn't explicitly say it's compatible. Um, Their assurance means nothing to you. Pretty much. I mean, the stakes are kind of high. So... Yeah. But here's here's what's interesting. So this cable, on the back of it, it has a Mac like a little picture of a Mac. So I think, well, I'm probably in pretty good shape, but I'm still a little nervous because the last thing I want is for my computer to catch on fire. So, so then I think probably other things you want last, but still that's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, So then I go to the Apple store. Here's where things get great. I mean, this was, (sighs) this was very interesting. So I go to the Apple store and I, um, I talk to one of their salesmen and I say, I say, okay, I, I was like, I have a question for you. Um, I, I see that there are these differences between the cables for the iPads, which are the lower wattage cables and, um, or the iPads, which use a lower wattage power brick. There's a difference between those cables and the cables for a, uh, uh, MacBook pro. And I, I was like, can I use a cable that comes with an iPad or is intended for an iPad with a MacBook pro? And he says to me, he says, um, uh, yes. Um, he's like, yes, you can. Uh, he's like, just don't use the cable that comes with the iPad. And I said, okay, well, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I was like, so my question is, can I use the cable that comes with the iPad, um, with my Mac? And he goes, yes, you can just don't use the cable that comes (laughs) with your iPad. And so I'm, I'm like, am I crazy? What? Like, I have no idea what you're saying to me. And he goes, he's like, the, he's like the power. It doesn't supply enough power for your, for your Mac, uh, for your MacBook Pro. So don't, don't use it. And I was like, the cable doesn't. He's like, no, you can switch out the cable. I'm like, okay. So then, what doesn't supply enough power? And he goes, the cable. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, you just said cable oh my twice. Goodness. And I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking to him like this, you know, right now. I'm trying to stay calm. Um, yeah. And so then I. I say, okay, I just, I was like, I just want to get straight here. I was like, I see we have like two components. We have a cable and we have this power brick. I was like, do you mean that the power brick isn't going to supply enough power, but the cable is fine to use? And he says, um, he goes, I think that's right. He goes, but actually he goes like, I think I'm a little confused. I was like, okay. He's like, so let's go look at the products. I'm like, all right, sounds great. So then we walk over to where they sell the USB-C cables where they have the little box and what have you. And he goes, okay. Um, He's like, I remember now. He goes, you don't want to use the cable that comes with the iPad because it's a Thunderbolt cable and you don't want to use that with your Mac. And I was like, okay. It's like, clearly I don't want to use a Thunderbolt cable with my Mac. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, I just got confused. Is it Thunderbolt or Lightning? I it's think Lightning. It's Thunderbolt. No, I think Is it's it Lightning. Lightning. It's Lightning. Yeah, he's oh, like, no. okay, he's okay. like, you don't want to use a Lightning cable with your Mac. I'm like, yeah, clearly I don't because Lightning cables are for iPhones and some iPads, not for laptops. And we're, we're running out of elemental terms to use for these things. Yeah, we are. Like, <laughs> we need. Yeah, they have like Airbender cables. Yeah. 
Um, well, so, and so then I say to, I say, okay, that, that seems right. I was like, but the cable I'm talking about is the USB-C cable that comes with the new iPad pros that use USB-C, not lightning. And he goes, no, he's like, we don't have any iPad pros that use USB-C. And I'm like, but you do. I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, at least I think you do. And I, I took him over to the table and I showed him the, the connector and he was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, oh man, I'm learning so much. I was like, great. <laughs> uh, I was like, so that I was like, did he offer you a job? At I point? know. Right. Um, he apparently had no idea that the new, um, the new, uh, iPads uh, took USB-C. So none of this sheds any light on what he was trying to tell me earlier. But yeah. after this discussion, he finally just said, he's like, this cable that we sell, this USB-C cable is fine for your MacBook or your MacBook Pro. Okay. And I'm okay. like, okay, I don't know if I trust you, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, at least he, at least he tried though. Yeah. And he was unbelievably friendly. Like he was, he was really nice and we were laughing and, um, you know, it, it was fun. I mean, I, he had to have been tired. I mean, those stores are so busy, so I, I can't blame yeah. him for. You know, Especially this time of year. Yeah, exactly. Misspeaking and you know whatnot, and, and who knows? Maybe I was getting confused as well. But uh, at the end, at the end of the day, I, I didn't leave with much more confidence than I had already that these cables were the right ones. Especially because I go back and I look, and it says make sure you use the right cable with your USB C device. You know, don't don't use the wrong one. Here's how you identify it. But oh, but wait, none of these identifying you know marks are on the cables we sell. You know, standalone. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and that that seems very uh it's unusual for apple because typically they they limit your choices so that there isn't confusion in those sorts of things right right so normally they're very user-friendly and there's only one thing that's going to work so you don't have to worry about putting the wrong thing in or plugging the wrong thing in or something like that and ruining your hardware yeah exactly and yeah i mean and, and as a general convention in this modern age of technology i think this happened somewhere in the mid-90s but you you ended up in a position actually it probably happened before that where you could plug any anything that would fit was fine to use and yeah there may be some exceptions when it comes to uh, some power cables but typically anything you could plug into a computer would be fine and this is this US, whole USB-C thing is a departure from that. Hmm. Um, anyways, so... Uh, so I see you have one more thing related to this, the Barnes & Noble fraud detection, and you wrote angry face. Oh, yeah. To it. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just finish this this Apple story. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. just last thing. They have updated their website, probably thanks to my feedback. That was... A, most likely. Yeah, most likely. Uh, and their their website now has under compatibility a whole list of Mac computers that this cable can be used uh, with. So it's it is clearly interchangeable. Uh, but no thanks to Best Buy or Apple sales representatives. Um, you know, it could be that you talked to that representative and then he spoke to upper management and then they demanded a some sort of list be made. Maybe it was a secret Tim Cook. Maybe that would be cool. But I'll never know. And you'll never know. Okay, last thing. Barnes and Noble. Oh man, I got mad during this this whole thing. So, and this did not get resolved. Oh man, um, this is a uh, unsolved mystery. Yeah. So I I'm gonna get my figurine that I can give to my brother in law. I got my cable mm-hmm. and it works great. Barnes and Noble. I this did not get resolved. So here here's what happened. I'm shopping. This is for a different brother in law. I'm trying to get a book and. The book is in paperback, almost twenty dollars, which is really expensive for a paperback book. That's a lot for a paperback. And I'm like, okay, so I'm like looking around trying to find a better deal, and I find on Barnes and Noble on their website um, a copy of it for five dollars, and it's it's one of their bargain books, you know. And I'm like, oh, great. So I I go to order it, and I see that the shipping is, you know, there, there's like shipping costs, and it's still cheaper than getting it from Amazon or walking into some other random store. But I think, okay, well, I I, I want to try and, and you know, I, I want to try and be as cheap as I can. So I look and mm-hmm. see what options they have. And I see that they have a copy in the the town I used to live in, the one I go back to for work and stuff like that. And I think, great. So I'll just, I'll just pick it up. I'll order online to pick up in that store. And I'll go pick it up next time in, I'm in town, which is going to be, I think, the next day. Um, 
Well, so I go through this and I do it and I order this along with a bunch of other books uh, that I'm buying for people for Christmas and it goes well. I'm like, great. So I pay for it, tell my wife, we rejoice in the money that we saved and we uh, move <laughs> you on. You have a party. We do. We have a little party. And then I check my email. And with, it, with eggnog, with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. No, not, no holiday party. Non-alcoholic <laughs> eggnog. Um, yeah, I put... I'm gonna never mind. I was about to make a joke about putting 18 year old scotch in my eggnog, but that just <laughs> talk about. I don't want to have another terrifying podcast like the last one. Yeah, <laughs> let's go on. Um, so, oh man. So then I get an email that says that fraud detection, like Barnes and Noble fraud detection, has canceled my order, and that if I have any questions, to call this number. And so first thing I think is that this is a scam. Yeah. I'm like, no. It sounds like one. This doesn't make any sense. Um, But maybe, like, I I don't know. Uh, So I log on to Barnes & Noble and I see that indeed I, my order, it it was, I think it was like in process, but it it said that I had ordered items, but the total I owed was zero. So it was in the process of, I guess, like removing all my charges. Okay. And I think, okay, that's odd, but I I need, I need this stuff. So I'm going to call and figure out what's going on. So I call their number and I, I talk to a gentleman on the phone who is relatively nice and I ask him what's going on and, and he says, okay, you know, ask me some questions and I'm, I'm trying to be real careful. I'm like waiting for him to ask for, you know, my full credit card number, social security number, something like that. But he, he didn't do anything like that. And it, it was legit. Okay. It was, it was in fact, Barnes and Noble. And he said, he tells me, okay. he goes, he goes, well, he's like, what happened was the store that you selected to pick up your book is, you know, some odd hundred miles from your billing address of your credit card. He's like, so our fraud detection people flagged it and canceled the order. <laughs> and I, I'm like, why? I'm like, why does that flag fraud? And he's like, yeah. oh, because he's like, we want to make sure people aren't committing fraud. That's why we flagged it. And I'm like, okay, I so right now want to have a conversation with you about terms and answering questions, but. You know, I'm gonna let it go, and I just asked him. I said, "Okay, fine." Um, I was like, "Well, I, I frequent that town often, and I'd like to pick it up there. What can I do?" And he's like, "No problem." He's like, "I just uh, flipped a flag on your account, or placed a flag on your account that allows you now to order it, even though it's so far away." And he's like, "Do you do you want me to transfer you to sales to to finish this?" And I was like, "That would be fantastic. Thank you." So he transfers me. And, uh, another, another gentleman answers the phone and asks how he can help me. And I tell him I'd like to continue my order. And he says, um, he's like, well, what, what would you like to order? And I'm like, okay, here we go. This whole, like, you know, transfer with no information thing, quite common if you, if you run the customer service circuit. Um, but I'm like, that's fine. And I just asked him, I said, well, instead of giving you this like list of items that I'd like to reorder, I was like, can you just look up my previous order? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. And I was like, okay, great. So I give him my number, my order number, and he looks it up and he confirms it. You know, again, I'm, I'm a little suspicious and I'm thinking, okay, now you're going to ask for my full credit card number, but he doesn't. And it's legit. It's, it is Barnes and Noble. And he goes through and he says, okay. And he's like typing and doing his thing. And he goes, he goes, oh, okay, well. We can get everything except for um, the $5 book. Or he's like, except for this book. He's like, um, it's the only version we have of that book is the $30 hardback version. What? And I, I'm like, wait. I was like, I just ordered maybe like five minutes ago this, you know, a $5 paperback version of this to pick up in, in town. And He's like, well, he's like, it's it's not available anymore, and so you know, only thing we have are this this hardback version. And I, I, I at this point, you know, and I, I didn't get belligerent or anything, but I just I just said to him, I said, okay, look, I was like, I just ordered this at you know at a way cheaper price. You canceled my order for some reason that you can't explain to me, and now you want to charge me twenty five dollars more for it. I was like, that. I was like, I find that irritating. Yeah. To which he responds, "Well, do you want to order the book or not?" <laughs> and so this is the scam. <laughs> we figured it out now. Yeah. And I just said, I was like, "No, I was like that's okay." I was like, "The only reason I was ordering it from Barnes and Noble was because the price was cheap." And it's I a, It's a book upselling scam. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know what their problem is. I've never heard of fraud detection operating like that like we do this no, that, all the time like we order yeah. stuff at macy's or at apple or you know wh- wherever and 
we pick it up in the store because sometimes that's more convenient. And there are not these stores. We don't have these stores where we live. We live in a very small town now. And we've never run into this. So I, I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, so I... I'm also trying to figure out, well, like how is ordering something from farther away that you're going to pick up a... F- like, how could you be committing fraud when doing that? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're... It's not like you're in another country or... I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. Like, we're not crossing state borders even. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway. So, then I call... I, I I get off the phone with him and I call the store to see maybe if it was somehow put on hold and the hold hadn't been released. Because it was just... It was like five minutes. Yeah. So, I call. And long story short... They put me on hold. They take me off hold. They put me on hold again. And then a manager picks up and goes, did you ask to speak to a manager? And I say, no, but maybe you can help me anyways. She listens to my story and she goes, okay, so now you're calling the store. I have three other things I have to take care of first before I talk to you. Puts me back on hold. Oh, and I'm like, man. what is going on? Like, is Barnes & Noble, is like the whole corporation just like just on fire and everybody is you know <laughs> they they plugged the store into a bad you you know using a bad USB-C cable and now the store is on fire and everyone's you know crazy and angry and they're taking it out on me and they're trying to take my Wait, money why did she answer that call if she had three other more important things to do i have no idea i take it there were other people maybe i think she was probably trying to pick up a different call where the person had asked to speak to a manager uh, and i hadn't done that um yeah anyway so then she gets back on the phone and she's very nice when she gets back on the phone. She's like, Oh, how can I okay. help you? I'm like, oh, here we she's, go. That's much she's better. She's put some fires out. Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> Took her medication. And <laughs> um, and she goes and she's like, Oh, okay. And well, you know, she's like, We'll see if we have it. And she goes, puts you on hold again, comes back and says that they have the paperback version, uh, which is seventeen dollars, and that she can, you know, I can get that, but they they don't have the five dollar one anymore. She and she said, She's like, those go very quickly. Um, and she said she was sorry and what whatever. And I, I declined um, and just got it off Amazon because I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and that's why Barnes & Noble is going out <laughs> yeah. of business. They're going to get bought by GameStop. <laughs> who, who will get bought by Radio Shack. Right. Yeah. It'll get, so they'll get bought by GameStop and then they will become <laughs> the new Sears and then they'll go the way of Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, they will then get bought by Singular. However, they will not. They they will exchange the Singular brand for the Barnes and Noble brand because it has more notoriety. That's right. So that so the Singular. Do, do you know the Singular bought AT and T at one point? I think this is right. I, I actually should confirm this before I say it, but I'm I'm fairly certain this happened. Singular bought AT and T, the cell like the cell carrier, and. Yeah. Because of the brand recognition of AT and T, Singular dropped their brand and took on AT and T's. Right, even uh, though technically, you know, Singular bought AT and T, not the other way around. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, well, so in all honesty, this Barnes and Noble thing—it could have just been a failure of someone to update the system, and you ordered something that wasn't actually available. Yeah, that could be right. And because I've seen, I've seen that happen before. Uh, even on Amazon, when I'll order something and then, uh, like a week later, they'll say sorry that we don't actually have that, and or it's sometimes it'll be they're expecting it to come in and then it doesn't right. come in, and then I have to cancel the order or they cancel it for me. Yeah, I've actually I've seen that too. Um, that's happened yeah. with Amazon with some passport holders that the wife and I bought, and <laughs> that's a whole nother story. So yeah. <laughs> Whole nother. Well, that's a topic. A whole nother. Whole nother. Yeah. The term whole nother. I'm a fan, but not everyone is. And a story for another really? time. Really? Oh yeah. Oh man, I I love that term. A whole nother. Yeah. You're splitting another into two parts and sticking a word in between it. There are people who do not like that. Uh, forget them. Be warned. Be warned. <laughs> oh, we might have some uh, angry feedback. We may. It's true. Okay. Well, well I guess it's a. Uh... It's about time to wrap, huh? I think so. Yeah. So thank you for letting me get that off my chest. I feel much better. Yes. And let me just Good. say, I I sympathize for these workers. Their jobs are hard. I'm sure they get yelled at. I did not yell at anybody. Um, it, That's good. Because, yeah, and there's just no reason. And I encourage you, all of you, don't yell at these people. Like, they have hard jobs. And no. it's tough. But it does frustrate me. And I do expect more, for, you know, from from these companies. But what can you do? Yep. 
Well, you've maintained the spirit of Christmas through all your trials and tribulations, and I applaud you for that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, okay. So I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess so. I literally have nothing else interesting to say. (laughs) Nothing at all, huh? (laughs) That's a lie. But sometimes (laughs) lies are okay. All right. Sometimes. Sometimes. So, Aaron, where can people find us on the internet? Well, there's a few different places. They can go to my website, which is creativeandbeyond.com, and they can use the contact page there. They can also find us on Twitter at AYWS Podcast, and they can find you at W underscore Burroughs. That's spelled B U R R O U G H S. If they want to find out, or if they have questions about you specifically, they can use the hashtag explore the burrows. And if they want to find out more about me, they can use the hashtag poke the lamb bear. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash AYWS podcast. Please contact us. We need your friendship. And if you would be so kind, also leave a review for us on iTunes. Those really help. It would mean the world. Well, it's been fun chatting with you as always. It has been fun chatting with you as well. And until next we meet. Until then, take care, Gordon. All right, so long.